coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast. Put your darn kids to bed. Seriously, we'll talk about the sleep needs of infants, toddlers, kids, tweens, teens, and even adults, and even really old people who accomplish amazing things. What to do when your toddler won't go to bed, why sleep is so critical to your goals, and how to help your teen not be so teen-like. Plus, how much sleep a person needs may surprise you. All this and more, but first, the joke of the day. When I die, I want to die peacefully in my sleep, just like my grandfather, not screaming in terror like the passengers in his car. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic... Put your darn kids to bed. <laughs> okay, so, uh, boy, it's been over a decade now, but we had a reunion for some of my college buddies at a cabin from one of my roommates. And most of us had kids who were elementary age. I think this was like 2008, 2009, right around there. And I think we had four kids, and our oldest would have been eight. So eight, six, four, and maybe two-ish somewhere. Four. I think we had four kids. Maybe you were maybe pregnant. Maybe five. I'm no, not I think sure. you were pregnant with Superstar at the time, if I remember right. Anyway. I'm not sure. And one of my friends, he, was, he actually got married before I did. So his kids were slightly older than mine. I think he had an 11-year-old or maybe even a 12-year-old, uh, like a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, something like that. And I remember... He was very lax about his kids' bedtime. As a matter of fact, they'd never put him to bed. His kids would just wander around until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. I mean, we were at this cabin for, what, like four days? And he had only been there for like two. And all the adults, we were like pulling our hair out. We're like, put the kids to bed. Because these kids were like these zombie, mopey, whiny, oh my gosh, it was dry. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here, but his kids were driving us nuts. Everybody, except for somehow he didn't catch on. But I think they were actually driving him nuts too. And I so wanted to tell him, friend, put your darn kids to bed. Just put them to bed. Put your (laughs) kids to bed for so many reasons. First of all, we couldn't have adult conversations. We couldn't just Catch spend time, spend yeah. time with each other <laughs> because his kid. No joke. These kids were like these zombies, just kind of milling about the house. Yeah, but like whining, just whining oh, and God. moping. And, it was... and and then the next day, they didn't want to do anything. They were super lethargic, unenthusiastic. Oh, and they were getting offended at like about everything. Like if if they were playing with the other kids, because, they well, just, they didn't want to play with the other kids. They, they didn't want to do anything with the other kids. And, they, oh, they didn't look well. They actually kind of looked like zombies. They acted like zombies. They were 
Oh, it was driving me crazy. And I did. I wanted to yell from the top of the roof, put your kids to bed, please. For the sake of all that's holy, just put your kids to bed. Anyway, so that that's kind of where we got the title for this podcast, Put Your Darn Kids to Bed. But we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to talk about why sleep is so critical when you're running your home. Why sleep is so critical for anything, but especially if you want a peaceful, happy, healthy relationship with the members of your own family. But also, if you want to accomplish the goals and the things that you're setting out to do, you got to get sleep. And it's one of those really overlooked, glossed over, or people have weird ideas. So we were going to kind of share some of our thoughts and our experiences because we've been doing this a while. Like what sleep habits and sleep patterns kids and adults need to actually function properly. And I, I guess I should do a disclaimer. We are not sleep specialists, but we've got so much experience in this category. I feel like we, we do have something to add to this discussion. Yeah, well, in, in the case of your friend who wouldn't put his kids to bed, I I was looking at his wife, and, and they're really nice people, but I was looking well, at... Well, he, he was an well, awesome was, roommate. He was, was a great guy. Yeah, and, and, and they probably had great kids, too. It's just they were so exhausted. <laughs> um, anyway, I was looking at the mom, Well, how would you know, though? Going, how would you, how would you know if they were thinking, great kids? Because they were so tired. I, yeah, well, yeah, they probably were, though. You know, they... Anyway, but the point is, I was looking at the mom and going, how does she do this? She must have the patience of Job. I would die. I could not handle this. But she goes day after day after day with kids who are tired and moping and and pouting and just always there. Maybe and she's- I thought, I thought, um, and even now... I would rather have 12 well-rested children than two exhausted children to deal with. <laughs> but it made me wonder how many parents don't realize that their job could be way easier if they just put their kids to bed at, at an earlier time where, where a lot of problems would maybe melt away if there were bedtimes being adhered to. But it's a, it's funny that we're talking about this because I come from a family where I think maybe it was because when my dad was in medical school uh, back in the day, they used to kind of, I think, abuse medical students to a certain degree where they would purposely like sleep deprive the medical students and then see if they could, still they had function. to still function yeah. and work under very sleep uh, deprived conditions, and that was part of passing and becoming um, qualifying as a doctor. Is if you could do this, yeah, that'd be great if you're like an ER surgeon or if you're yeah. like one of these guys on call. But for a family doctor, really, you need to go through that. Yes, and so I don't know if that was it, but for some reason in my family, we, uh, my older sister, my older brother, and myself. We all thought that sleep was just expendable, that it wasn't Mm. something you had to have. And so we would overdo it with other activities at the expense of sleep. And so during, I think it was my sophomore year in high school, I would get three to five hours of sleep a night on average. And, and I remember thinking when I had five hours of sleep, wow, I, I, I have so much energy. 
And weren't and, you running and, track and then ballet? Oh and, yeah, and and the thing is, is how that, did you how did you do that? Oh well, I have to tell you that year in school, I would get offended at my friends. I would. I, I was having trouble getting along with my church leaders. Wait, was this was, the year that you made the goal not to say anything negative? Yes, yes, that was <laughs> okay. the goal. That was the year where really the issue was I wasn't sleeping. You just got more and sleep. And so, but seriously, no, how, but, how, but no, took, Hannah, how did you do track and ballet? How did you keep? I don't understand how you kept your energy up. Like, I know, what, but I just wonder how things would have been different if I had balanced things out. But the thing is, is I would have to give something up, and I didn't want to give anything up. I wanted to be able to do everything and not give up anything. And and I thought, well, I'll give up sleep. You know, was I don't need that. Right. Sleep is expendable. Yeah, but but in reality that wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my health. It wasn't and that's actually not accurate. We as human beings are sleep is a, an essential part of who I was, but I wasn't getting it, my it hurt my relationships. Yeah. It, and that would have meant more to me than than being able to do all these other things is if I could have had my sense of humor and been more social. Uh, the, the person that I know that I am, I wasn't that person when I was doing extreme things right. with my sleep and with my diet. But anyway, so it's funny that we're talking about this because it when I became a parent, this was a foreign topic to me. When we talk about bedtimes, the question is, well, when should you start giving your kids a bedtime? Because I remember when my first baby was born, you know, you, they send you home with some directions. and Well, they didn't. This. They said, good luck. <laughs> you, know, they, you know, I don't know. They, very um, minor directions. But you have this baby and the baby goes to sleep and you feed it and then it goes back to sleep and they sleep most of the day. Yeah, like 23 hours a day. Yeah, and then they eat and then they are awake for a short time and they go to sleep. And so... No, I remember was, Tia was awake long enough to eat and that was it. Yeah, I knew kids were supposed to take naps and stuff like that, but but I, I had no idea like when that should start. So when my oldest daughter was nine months old, actually when she was six months old, the whole sleep thing kind of became an issue because we would uh, wait for the baby to fall. We were still waiting for the baby to fall asleep because we thought, oh, well, she'll fall asleep when she's sleepy. That's what she did when she was a newborn infant. Mm -hmm. And so at six months old, we would wait till the baby would fall asleep. And a lot of times that was at 11 o'clock at night. And you and I were tired and the baby was still going. We're like, oh, when's she going to be done? And then she we finally pass, for her to she put, would pass and, out on the floor. And then she'd pass out. And then and then we go, oh, okay, we can go to bed. Well, no, we couldn't get her to hold still to go to sleep there. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. She was a very active But if, here was the key, though, baby. if we were able to get her to sit still just for a minute, she would. She'd conk out like yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't figure that out. Like, we didn't figure that out until later, though, the whole, if we could get her to sit still. But anyway. Um, well, even getting her to sit still, though, months, was a challenge. Yeah, but at six months, we were like, what the heck? And then she would, like, wake up at two in the the morning to eat and then at four or five in the morning this kid would wake up and they were awake for the that was it they yep. were awake for yep. the rest of the day and just active and and going 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 well when my daughter was nine months old we moved to california and i had an aunt out there who saw that i was struggling with the whole sleep thing and 
And she, she said, oh, I have this problem. And I read a whole bunch of books and things on it. I, I know, I know what you're supposed to do. And she said, listen, you need to put her to bed at 630, 7 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, she won't go to sleep at that She's time. just going to bed at 11. And she goes, yeah, she she won't at first. So what you do is you get her ready for bed. You get her diapered up. You get her fed. Make sure everything's good. Her bed is safe. She's all taken care of. And at 7 o'clock, you put her into bed. And no matter what you do, do not get her out of bed no matter how much she cries Mm -hmm. i remember this you can you can check on her if you're worried but do not get her out of bed and she will cry for 45 minutes and then do it and then she'll go to sleep right and then she'll go to sleep after 45 minutes and so then my aunt said now the next day she will sleep all the way till seven o'clock and i'm like she's never done that (laughs) and she's like no trust me she will sleep till seven o'clock so instead of going from 11 p.m. till to 5 a.m. in the morning or five, six hours. She was going to go seven to seven, which is double, hours. double the amount of sleep. We're like, no way, no way, no way. Okay. And then my aunt said, she's going to wake up at seven. You're going to feed her, play with her at nine o'clock. It's not going to seem like she's tired, but you're going to put her down for a nap and she's going to sleep for two hours. From 9 to 11. And then she's going to wake up at 11. You're going to feed her and you're going to play with her. And then you're going to put her back down for a nap at 1 o'clock. And she's going to sleep from 1 to 3. And then after that, after 3 o'clock, you can't let her take any naps. Okay? You need to keep her up until 7 or 6.30 or 7. And then you're going to repeat the process. And for three nights, though, when you put her down to bed, she is going to cry for a solid 45 minutes. But do not get her out of bed and, you know, make sure she's set, but don't get her out of bed. Well, we tried this and the first night, my heart felt like it was, (laughs) I couldn't handle seeing the baby, baby, my precious little baby cry so it was awful. 45 minutes was a long time. It made me cry. But sure enough. At the 45 minute mark, like she almost, went no, to almost to the it minute. was bizarre. At almost the 45 to the minute. minutes, she like went to sleep. And but this went on for three nights. No, but then she slept in. She slept in seven o'clock the next morning. And sure enough, nine o'clock the next day, she didn't seem tired at all. But I put her in bed and she went to sleep at nine o'clock. And then she had a, a another lunch. nap at one. I'm like, holy cow, she's sleeping way more like than she's three times as much yeah, as she was. But the, the that first day. The time that she was awake, like from three Mm. till seven, that is the happiest my baby ever was. Her cheeks were all pink Uh, and she was just happy and bubbly. And I was like, oh my goodness, she hasn't been getting the the, the sleep. And I've been making things hard on myself because I've been caring for her for way longer than I needed to. And she was... Being ornery and not not having the best behavior and well, she was she had um, I think what, nervous energy or, or what tired energy whatever you want to call tired it tired energy she was overtired and she was basically she was running on adrenaline all day every all day. day and it was making it harder and giving to her be way her more mom. sleep I and anyway she, I had way more rest and I had morning sickness at the time too so it was just like. Oh, I needed that. Like, um, (laughs) we didn't know. Anyway, so, but if three nights she cried for 45 minutes, fourth night, just like my aunt said, she reached for the bed 
she didn't cry at all. She reached she for ready. the bed, seven o'clock, went to bed. It, it really was amazing to watch. It yes. Just truly, it was like, it was as if your aunt could, could see the future. Yes. And, and, and three so, nights, 45 minutes, cry, cry, cry. Fourth night, she was yeah. ready. No, she was actually excited to go to bed. She was ready. So, but my aunt never told me when to start this. And so when my second baby was born at six months, I was like, okay, let's do that thing. Let's try it now. And I found that it didn't take quite as long for him to adjust to the the, the bedtime new, the thing. The new sleep schedule? Yeah. And so with my third baby, I tried it at three months. And, <laughs> you know, because I, I really hated that heart-wrenching, having the baby cry for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is really hard for a mom, especially a first-time mom. That's really hard. So what I found was if you started that schedule when the baby was three months, they cry for maybe five minutes. And then they're out. And then they go to sleep. And you don't have to go through the whole 45-minute crying thing. For days on end. Yeah. So I had another friend. She had triplets, but one of them passed away. So she had two babies. And they didn't have them on any sort of sleep schedule. And this went on until her kids were like two, three years old. And she and her husband were finally going, okay. They, but they were very patient they people. Were they were much kind. more patient than you they were, Yeah, they were the nicest people. <laughs> but even so, they were they were going nuts. And they knew they had to do something. And so they were advised to do what, what I'm describing right here. You put only, the kids to bed, let them cry. Only the sad thing here was because they were older, it, the process took three weeks Listening instead to their kids of listening to their weeks. kids oh. cry, you know, heart-wrenching experience. So instead of three nights. So instead of the three nights that I had to go through with my oldest, they had to go through three weeks of that. So the Here's secret, the thing, though, if you, you can avoid that. Yeah, but if you don't know that's going to yeah. end, you, you'll just, you, there's no way you could possibly yeah, go through but that. but even, I would still do that because it was for their good. It was for their parents' yeah, but it, good. No, trust us, it will, it will end. It will end. And the earlier you start, the but, faster it'll end. Yeah. But, but if you don't know that it's going to end, there's no way you try this. Yeah. It's like the story of, uh, you know, when you have a tree and, and you want it to grow up straight and you, you, stake you, it? you just stake it. When it's this little tree, it, it, it stakes up no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you just put little, it wherever you want it. Yeah, sure. But as it gets older, you have to take more and more stringent methods to, to straighten it out. Straighten it yeah. out. So the mm-hmm. trick here is... Start earlier. The earlier you start, the better. But Three months? Yeah, three months is the magical time. So start at three months if you can. But if it's past that time... Start just, now. Just start, start now. Just start now. <laughs> Get your sanity but it's back. For, it's, it's for your good and for the the good of your child. And, and if you realize that, that helps you through that adjustment period. Now, what's funny is I was once talking to this girl that I knew who was a psychologist or who had studied psychology. Yeah, she wasn't a psychologist. And in college. And she's talking about sleep. And she said to me, oh, how, how, I don't know how, how you have so many kids because I think I had four kids at the time. She goes, I'm, you know, they must keep you up all night. I'm like, no, sleep <laughs> I, sleep, I sleep all through the night. I'm actually the only one who has sleep issues. I don't know if it's because of the goofy stuff I did when I was younger, but the only reason I don't sleep well is because of me, not because <laughs> of my kids. And she said, oh, really? She goes, because uh, I have two kids and I can't remember the last time I have slept 
for more than two hours straight. What? And I'm like, what? What? And I told her about what my story that I just told you about my aunt. And she goes, that's terrible. I've read about that. I think she called it the Ferber method or whatever. And she goes, I would never do something like that to my kids. I would never abandon them like, like you did. And I was like, what? And she goes, well, I want my kids to know that no matter what, I will always be there for them. So when my children wake up, I go and I sit with them and I stay with them and I, and I, (laughs) and and I, and I comfort them and I stay up as long as I need to, till they know I am there. I am there for them. And I looked at her, I said, you crazy. I know, no, no. And she goes, um, and, but her, her kids were like, you were thinking it though. Her kids were like nine and six. And she was telling me she hadn't slept for more than two hours since her kids were born. So this had been going on for nine years, okay? And yeah, you're rolling your eyes, but but the, because she anyway, she's like, but I would never do what you did to your child, and, and let them know, you know, I stay with them, I sit with them, and I said, so you never, when your kids wake up at night, you never say to them, stop crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> and she looked at me like. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was just joking, but 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 she didn't think that was funny. But I did. She was a <laughs> character. You, you better you better stop crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. Well, but but the thing is, is that had been going on for nine years. Was that really in the best interest ah, of her that, kids? That's that's a really good point. Is was that was that the best thing for her kids? Would nine years of not sleeping through the night for their entire family? Be better than three nights of letting them their kid cry for forty five minutes, or in, if she had started earlier, not crying at all. So, but but along along those lines, though, you, you bring up a good point, and that is like, at what point do you? Uh, we talked about three months mm-hmm. where you let the kid cry through the night, and it really takes a day or two, and the, or not cry through the night, cry for forty five minutes or whatever, five minutes, mm-hmm. and then they sleep through the night. And then you you put them down for a nap in the morning and then a nap for the afternoon. But then, like, at what point, because obviously that doesn't work forever. When does that change? Uh, When the baby's about 14 months old, they start just needing one nap for the day. Was that our experience? Was that? Yeah, yeah. and and, and For for the most part, about the one? Yeah, and the one nap, at first, it'll start out... They'll sleep for four hours, and then as they get oh, older, that, okay, that's right. It they, goes down to so, two so hours. So those two naps kind of combine by by the time they're about fourteen months. Those two naps kind of combine into one big nap, mm-hmm. and then that one big nap slowly goes goes down to about a two a hour two nap. Hour nap, and then by the, now by the time they're about five or s- about five, it seems to be about right. They don't really need naps anymore. Maybe, no. Now, if they're if they stayed up late or or they're not feeling well, or they just maybe they just need a little extra sleep. We'll we'll put our kids for a nap after age five, but for the most part, and correct me if I'm wrong here, for the most part, after age five, we really don't do naps. Well, their sleep needs go down, so you can look up charts of kids and their sleep needs at different points in their life, and after about age five, their sleep needs go down. Except. And I discovered this, oh, maybe a decade ago now, that sleep needs go down. So, when you know, obviously when they're a newborn, they pretty much sleep all the time. They're just a slug. All they do is sleep. 
and then they're like hibernating almost. And then the, their sleep needs steadily go down until they're about five or six. Yeah. And then they kind of plateau six, seven, eight, nine, nine ten. ten. But then, but then when your kids get older, they need to have that chance to stay up later, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. We found this out. Okay. So I was having, when my oldest daughter turned about 11, Mm -hmm. I started pulling my hair out. She started pulling all this attitude with me. And we started getting in all these fights. And I was pulling my hair out. I was getting so mad. I told my husband, I can't do this. I can't go through this with all my kids and i'm i'm gonna yeah, go at, i'm gonna you're looking go at the future going, i'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go through this again i'm gonna five go more, six crazy more times. Yeah. and my husband like observed the situation you <laughs> you observed the situation and you said you know honey she's just acting like she's tired because she was that was my observation and, and at that point i you know because she was older now she was approaching junior high she was sixth grade right and so I, I was letting her stay up later, I, you know, right. 9, 9.30. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a decent time for a, a tween to stay up, right? Mm-hmm. 9, 9.30. And my husband, I've learned though, or you, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that you have good points. And so I Yeah, I was but like, if I part my hair differently, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> what we tried was this. We started putting our oldest daughter to bed back at seven again mm-hmm. and it was amazing it was magical she she became nice and friendly she became and, herself again yeah herself again Her easy funny quirky yeah easy to outgoing, get along with not yep, skulking self, and yep. yeah and, and, so, and the drama and, went was, down and but it was years <laughs> after that, that one phone call we what? got at that time when i, I had her She's 11 or 12, and we had her babysitting, and we got that that dramatic phone call at the gym. Oh, vaguely. <laughs> that was during that dad, time where we... Dad, had... dad, dad, that one? Yes. I wish we had like, saved that. What the heck? Anyways, where the drama level was so high, it just was ridiculous. Anyway, but the I thing remember. was, okay, and vaguely. so after we tried this experiment, I went, huh, and I looked it up. And it turns out that any time your body's in a period of rapid growth, your sleep needs go up. Mm-hmm. And so think about it. A newborn is growing like crazy. They grow so fast those first three months of their life, it, it, like percent-wise. Mm-hmm. They're, they're growing like crazy. Toddlers are growing like crazy. Their sleep needs are really high. But then it kind of plateaus. Yeah, about six, five. Seven, yeah, it's a lot. It's slower. But then when they hit adolescence and they start hitting their growth spurts. Right about junior high age. Right about junior high, their sleep needs skyrocket. They're almost back to the same level. What I read was that the sleep needs of an adolescent, they need two hours of sleep more than a kid who's like eight, nine, or ten. Right. And the recommended sleep needs for an eight, nine, ten year old is, I think, ten hours a night. Yeah. So, like, your tweens and early teens need like 12 hours a night of sleep. So, so anyway, so then it got me thinking. I'm like, junior high is miserable. We all know junior high is miserable. Okay. Maybe we're that's those, why. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, wait a minute. So is the reason all those kids are so mean and so emotional in junior high, people always attributed that to hormones. And I'm sure they have hormones and everything going on. But 
What if a huge portion of that is that they are tired? <laughs> because, <laughs> because their they're, sleep, their they're sleep needs just up, went up. Their sleep needs go up, but that's about the time we as parents let them stay up later. So their sleep needs have gone up and we're actually giving them even less, less sleep. sleep. And so, mm. so that is... Uh, you may be onto something there. Yeah. So, so now I, I'm like, hey, just keep your kids home from school, junior high, let, it, <laughs> let them hibernate. And then when they're done growing, send them back to school where, you know, they'll... They can they'll, finish up. Yeah, they can finish up and they don't, you know, have to do homework and all those things where they have to stay up late and... Well, it's especially hard, early. like, if you, if you do, like, the zero period or early morning seminary, like... Yeah, it's just I don't know how kids do it. So I guess in in that case, and we've had to encourage our kids, you got to learn to take naps. Yeah, because your sleep needs are so high, and there's just not enough time in the day. Yeah. They would have to go to bed at five in the afternoon to get twelve hours of sleep if they're waking up at five the next morning yeah, to get ready I for just, school. I wonder how many problems with teenagers because they say that my mom was telling me the other day she took child development and she's like, yeah, there's this phenomenon where. The way your child acts when they're a toddler is how they're going to act as a teenager. Oh, my. And for some of you, that's a very scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but just so you know, not all toddlers are created equal. Don't think that just because you've had a toddler, you've had a toddler. Okay? Get, what we're saying is so, get your padded cell ready now. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, is the kids that age and toddlers have that very thing in common. They both need a toddler ton of sleep and so well, no, and think, if they I think don't the get it things are worse the the more uh what, what would be the term where um any any time you're in a period of rapid growth your sleep needs go go way up yeah so that like you said that that's that's newborns that's that's young children that's uh kids going through adolescence but also pregnant women. Yes. So so then we extended that and realized uh, I had always... Uh, only I a few hate, years ago. Just, you know, like I hate morning sickness. That was my first pregnancy. I was sick like the entire nine months. That's the worst <laughs> pregnancy I have ever experienced. And so um, I wanted a big... But you also hate going to bed early. Yes. And I hate going to bed early and I didn't value bedtime. I finally realized that... If I had morning sickness and I stayed up till one in the morning, like, for example, like I was still in college when I was trying to finish up college with my first. And that's when I first noticed if you stay up till one in the morning doing homework and you have morning sickness, you will be sicker than a dog the next day. Mm. Your morning sickness will be 10 times worse. And then later, it took me a long time. I'm a slow learner. I realized that if you treat yourself like a toddler, as far as sleep needs go, when you're pregnant, your morning sickness really becomes a lot more mild. A lot more manageable. Yeah, a lot more manageable. Now, the problem is, is if you have a sleep disorder or something else going on, then it becomes more complicated. But if you're able to sleep and sleep well, your morning sickness, and you take that extra sleep, you'll notice that your morning sickness is is much milder than if you stay up later. So you, de- I remember this uh, a few <clears throat> pregnancies ago. You decided that you would go to bed at the same time as the younger kids, mm-hmm. and you went to bed at eight o'clock. And I was, it was really weird because the house was really quiet. <laughs> and you it was got just so me. much done. But it was just me and like, I think one of the high, one or two of the high school kids up and that was it. Mm-hmm. 
and you had a great pregnancy. Like morning sickness was minimal and you had great energy. Yeah, able to cook and which able was weird, to eat. Which was weird And for the you. better you're able to eat, the quicker you get over morning sickness because mm-hmm, you're building mm-hmm. up your blood volume. You're able to, you know, take better care of yourself. But when you have the morning sickness out of control, it's awful. Anytime, it, what you should get from this is anytime your body's in a period of rapid growth, you need more sleep. Okay, so these are our rules of thumb, but the, mm-hmm. the, this isn't necessarily applied to your family, like you in the audience. Uh, for us, we, at 14 months old, we go from two naps a day down to one nap a day. Naps for our kids end by about age five, but you know it could potentially be every other day, but by six or seven, no more naps. If, and this is key, we put our kids to bed at seven or eight. And if they go to bed at seven or eight at night, they'll sleep until six or seven the next morning. It's amazing. And they, and they don't need a nap. I promise you. And, but what, now here's the problem. And maybe this will help out some, some people who maybe they live in a climate where, or maybe it's too hot or it's still light outside during the summer. What do you do? You put your, I remember as a kid going to bed at seven. I hated it. I'm like, oh, my friends are still outside playing. I can see them. It's still light outside. I can watch my friends friends on their, their, their big wheels playing. I can hear them through the window. And I'm in bed at seven o'clock or 7.30 or whatever my bedtime was when I was, what, five. And I, I was really upset because I'm like, this is stupid. It's light outside. I should be outside playing. And we realized, okay, all that aside, our kids still need to go to bed. They still need to sleep just it because it's summertime. Quiet. Just because it's summertime doesn't mean the kids don't need to sleep and don't need to grow. So we decided, oh, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll put them to bed at seven, but they can read until it's too dark to read anymore. They can't turn on any lights, but they, they need to be in bed and reading. And if they fall asleep, great. If not, then they weren't if, tired. Yeah. If they're not quiet, though, we have to take away the books. And that worked really anyway, well. Anyway. That uh, worked really well where our kids become well-read. They, enjoy, they actually enjoyed bedtime. It was a quiet time. They were relaxed and wined for the day. But at the same time, if they were tired, which most kids are because they're still growing and they need those 12 hours of sleep, within a half hour, 45 minutes, they were all asleep anyway, no matter how light it was outside because it was bedtime. Mm-hmm. So that, that worked really well. Well, and also for the younger kids, if you say, hey, if you are in bed at seven, I'll read to you. If everybody's ready for bed and in bed, I'll read to you. I noticed that when I read to the kids, what or what I would do is I would I sit out in the hallway outside their bedroom doors and I would read. And if but if you got up or made any noise, I would shut the door. Oh, okay. So I would have the light on in the hall or or a lamp or something where I could read. But if I heard any noise or anybody getting up, then I would shut their door. And then it'd get really quiet and I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, open it up. Oh, okay. But they had to show me that they were quiet. And so what would happen is the kids who were tired, because they were laying still listening to the story, they would go to sleep very quickly. The only thing is you can't read stuff that's too exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found that reading the scriptures was the best, but... but uh, well, it depends. Uh, the war stories. Oh, yeah. The, they would stay up for some of the chapters. What? What happened next? <laughs> so so even so, th- that, that was something helpful for younger the, kids. The Little House on the Prairie series was probably pretty good. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Well, you mentioned the scriptures. The most boring thing I could think of. Read from the Bible. I mean. Okay, stop. Okay. All right. 
Oh, but I did want to point out one more thing about you. The thing you discovered though about your sleep needs when you're pregnant, you would put you would put yourself to bed when the younger kids went to bed, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. But then you would also take a nap. Yes, when the toddlers, when the toddlers were toddlers... taking a nap. So I would just copy my toddlers, and that was and that worked awesome. really well. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That worked really well. So I think. In fact, my mom, when she was pregnant, she would. Uh, and, you know, in all her kids were really young. She would actually take a nap in the toddler's room in front of their door. So she didn't have to oh, worry about them getting out. Great idea. They can't escape that way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, so our recommendations would be, when you're using money pants, have everybody set a goal for, for a bedtime. Uh, uh, mom, dad, all the kids. Everybody should have a bedtime goal. So that they're functioning at their optimal energy levels. And I'm not going to say what time is best for what family, but I will tell you that what I remember years ago, I heard a story about an elderly gentleman who had just been appointed to a new, very demanding position in a, in, in a large charitable organization. And a senior leader pulled him aside and said, hey, buddy, if you're going to survive in this new position, you're going to want to go to bed by nine. And I remember thinking, nine o'clock? Who goes to bed at nine o'clock? And this was an old guy. Yeah, that's who didn't what the old the guy was needs. thinking too. <laughs> nine o'clock. And this guy, yeah, and the guy had the, this old guy had the exact same impression. He's like, nine o'clock, what are you nuts? And so he got into it and he realized how intensive the energy he needed during the course of the day, emotionally, physically, mentally, that he did. He had to go to bed at nine o'clock in order to function the next day. And <laughs> so I don't know, maybe nine o'clock is like some sort of great guideline or it just happened to work out for him but you need to look at your schedule and what you're doing and come up with an appropriate bedtime and then set the goal to keep that bedtime because you know what happens when you don't have a bedtime you end up getting on the internet facebook (laughs) and you end up just kind of you go into la la land where and i think everybody does that where you just kind of zone out and you end up watching youtube videos about people firing gerbils into space or whatever and you're like wait what am i huh it's How did I of, get it's here? It's kind of like that, being asleep, but not. You get into that weird zone. What's Jerry Seinfeld say? He's like, oh, the last thing to go asleep on your body is your finger. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you have the remote in your hand. You keep clicking, changing the channel or clicking the mouse. You know, you just can't, can't stop. So being well-rested, getting the proper amount of sleep is kind of the foundation for the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. And that was for me, I remember being in college mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, because I was extremely healthy, a lot of energy, and I remember thinking, sleeping and eating are burdens. That's a bad idea, just so you know. that That's not a good mentality. Sleeping and eating are not burdens. And it, it took me years to realize that sleep was actually absolutely necessary for the body to repair itself from the activities of the day. And by not getting sleep, you actually are draining those essential ingredients for a happy day the next day. You're basically running on fumes. <laughs> so well, being well-rested is the foundation for the next day. Sleep really actually is a need. It's you'll, an absolute necessity. You'll die like in a rather short amount of time. You'll actually, can... If you don't get sleep, you'll die faster than if you don't get food. Yeah. You will die from a lack of sleep faster than you'll die from a lack of food. Yeah. and Sleep um, is more important to your body than food. <laughs> Let that sink in. Yeah. So, not that we so want to go without food it's, either. It's, it's actually not something that's expendable. And it's very much 
going to affect, if you have other goals, your ability to sleep and your decision to get sleep as well will affect how much energy you have to achieve other things. It's kind of the foundation for all your other goals. Yeah. And so, so always include that in your list of goals, that, that bedtime goal. And that's it. That's, those are all our thoughts on sleep. Well, at least for today, if you like what you hear, uh, here in our podcast, tell your friends, maybe they, maybe they'd like to listen in too. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, go to our website, CaptainMoneyPants.com, and under support, click contact us and send us an email and we'll get right to it. We'll get on it. And that's it for today. Enjoy some Falcon Jasper timely tunes. We'll see you next time.